nearly live from the Legends Lounge, the Full House Monk Breton, Barnsley. This is on the Pontian.com, the podcast. So welcome to uh, onthepontien.com, the podcast. This is episode six. This is the one we've been promising for quite a while. Um, this week we meet uh, Reds legend Eric Wynn Stanley. Um, in this particular episode, Eric uh, reveals quite a bit of information that you might not have necessarily heard him tell anybody else before. Um, this is part one. This is onthepontien.com, the podcast. Hey up, this is Wilkie and this is uh, on the pontyend.com the podcast. We're finally here, this is the, the very special episode we've been promising you. As always, I've got Paul and Mick with me um, and one red legend, Mr Eric Winstanley. Thanks ever so much for coming along this evening, Eric. Pleasure meeting you. Pleasure, pleasure. Um, Eric, what are you up to at the minute? Not a lot. Painting <laughs> the house and, uh, you know, beautiful sunshine. I've been out this afternoon and... Uh, yep getting a few coats on the old uh, woodwork around the house and repairing one or two things. I didn't think I was that type, but when you're out of work, you've got to do these things. <laughs> right, OK. And, uh, like everybody else. And uh, I, I quite enjoy it, but I don't enjoy being out of work, obviously. Oh. But I'm going uh, next week, a week today, actually. I'm going to India for a couple of weeks. Uh, somebody's asked me to go and do a bit of coaching. So I'm going for about, uh, I'll be away about 16 days. What levels are that, Eric? Is that? It's an under 16 and they have states out there and I'm going up uh, Assam State, which is a tea area. Right. Um, and it's, um, I don't know much about it myself, but this uh-huh. is what they tell me. Uh, and, and in September they have a competition among all, all, it's under 16 level. Yeah. And each state gets involved in the, in the state of Assam there's going to be a competition to who's the best. We'll go on to the finals, which will be the competition in September. Right. So my job is to go and uh, deal with one team and get them team-wise uh, in sync like for, for the competition. So, you, you know, get them organised. So this is all preparation work? Yeah, it's, it's, it's Jamaican people, actually, that's got some interest in, in India. Right. And they're sponsoring it. And I understand the Indian international teams being out there mm-hmm. last year yeah. in America and performed very well. So I think there's some good good players. Oh, okay. But they're wanting, uh, such as myself, to go out and uh, coach them for two weeks per team. So I've got this team just for two weeks. Right. And hopefully then the national coach, which is uh, how <coughs> used to be around about in Europe and uh, Englishmen. Yeah. Uh, he's the national coach, so he, he then, when the competition's on, he'll be picking his national teams, obviously from that under-16 sector. OK. So it'll oh. be interesting, it'll be good. I'm looking forward to it. And I don't know a great deal about Indian football myself, lads, but I thought no, they just no. uh, you know, played TIG, an elaborate game of TIG, Cabaday, something like that, would it? Yeah, I would have thought that, I mean, obviously their game's cricket, isn't it? But, I mean, you'd think with, like, 90 million people, they'd be able to get a good, couple of good football teams out of that, wouldn't you? You don't oh, disrespect so. them. You know, there's millions on them. How many are you allowed to pick from, Eric? Because they already picked for you. I think there's a, a squad of about 24. Right. So I've just got to get them up to sync so they can perform mm-hmm. in this competition, get them organised uh, as a team, Yeah. and then... Hopefully, when they go then and they see the competition, they can pick out. You know, you've got to play a specific four-four-two. Is what I've been told. Like, mm-hmm. you know, and get them organised four-four-two. So obviously, the national team is going to be like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, but it was interesting because we went on the web and found out more about them. And and as I said, I found out that they went to America and the states in America. They're pulverised. So you're talking about six, nine nils. Uh, so they can't be bad. No, they can't be bad. So that's where you are currently. I mean, going right, right back, Eric. You know, as, as a footballer, you know, where, you know, how did you start playing game in first place? I mean, as a Bairn As a Bairn in Bowsley, yeah. Um, I was born in uh, Cundy Cross, 
uh-huh. which is not far away from Oakwell. Yeah. And I'm like all uh, young kids at that age when I was when I was young in that era. Uh, you were took down to Oakwell, and uh, it was my brother-in-law. Because in them days, you know, I came from a, a pit family. Yeah. Uh, my dad worked down the pit. He was a ripper at uh, Calton, Old Calton, and. Uh, my sister got married, and in them days, they used to come and live with you until they got a house, yeah. you know, and uh, put the name on the council, etc. Yeah. So I had a sort of a brother-in-law, which is older than me, and he used to take me down to it. Well, and I was only a kid, and uh, I was on talking about this the other day, and uh, I remember sitting on his shoulders in in the ponty end at, at Barnsley, yeah. and down the, the shed side. And I was watching people like Johnny Kelly, right. uh, who was a fantastic left winger uh, in the 50s. And then after that, uh, when I got to school and then started going myself to watch Barnsley, they got people like Johnny McCann, Arthur Kay, who were my heroes, yeah. Long Chapel, yeah. um, Bobby Smith, and uh, people like that, and Duncan Sharp and George Spruce. So I became. Uh, they, they were the players that I looked upon. What kind of aspects in a football did you personally like as a kid? I mean, I've got to be honest, I always liked midfielders or attackers. Mm. How about yourself? I was inside forward. Um, never played as a centre-half. I never played as centre-half until Barnsley Boys when I was under 15. Right. And Maurice Firth needed a centre-half. And I was six foot nearly then. Uh-huh. And I was inside forward. And we had great competition right through my school years uh, with uh, myself, um, played from under seven, uh, from seven year old, under eleven, right through until under fifteen, and the people like um, Frank Casper, uh-huh. who went on to Burnley, went to Rotherham actually. Frank, yeah. uh, Jimmy Greenoff, yeah, we were all inside forwards, and I was inside forward. Uh-huh. And in in fact, my my teacher at Athersley, when I went, I left uh, Country Cross and went to Athersley Juniors. And then went on to Lonka Central, but my teacher there, he, he when I played for Barnsley at centre half, he used to say, "You're not a centre half, you're inside forward." You should, whenever I saw him, he say, "I'm going to get in touch with them." You should be, and you know, I didn't do bad. I, I scored 50 goals actually in in my career from centre half, which is not not, 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 not many. Is it? I remember that hat trick you got. Who were it against? We're losing two 0 Watford, uh, half time you got Watford. three yeah, yeah. Uh, Watford what George Amstead you were crossing the uh, ball George, yeah. good, he good, could cross a ball player, that guy George, yeah. <laughs> cool but the, the, that, you know I mean I was it was I was under 15 and uh, they were struggling for a centre half and Morris said I'm going to play it Morris first like he was yeah. in charge at Barnsley Boys at that time and we had a good side and uh, and I played there and then when I was picked up by Barnsley I could have gone to other places as well there uh, you know, uh, they obviously Johnny Steele and these took me as being a centre half. Uh-huh. Mm. But I did play the odd <clears throat> odd game up front with the kids, the juniors, and that. Yeah. And, uh, uh, but I stuck with that, and then in in the first team, actually, I played quite a few games at centre forward as well. But I always enjoyed it because you've no restrictions, there's no disciplines on you. You can go out and play and enjoy yourself. And yeah. You know, get penalties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you mentioned one fella there that. Uh, you know, doesn't crop up probably too often in, in, in current times. Johnny Steele. Yeah, Johnny. Where, um, you know, the majority of playing career, if, if mm. in fact, probably all of it, it was spent with, with Johnny Steele in charge. What, what kind of club were he, were he building at the time? Because it were, were tough times for Barnsley Football Club. Mm. Um, you know, what, what, what could you describe? Well, Barnsley, Barnsley in, in them days, early 60s and late 50s, early 60s, just had like a bit of a yo yo between second and third division. Yeah. And uh, Johnny took over after Tim Ward. And uh, when I watched them as a school kid, it was Tim Ward. Uh-huh. I didn't know Johnny Steele. Johnny Steele was a youth coach. Right, okay. And nobody knew in them days. They didn't know staff. They didn't know who the first team coach was. They didn't know who the trainer was. It was only the manager that you knew. Right. I knew Tim Ward. Tim Ward left and Johnny Steele took over just the, the year I was playing under 15 with the Barnsley Boys, which is my year of leaving. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, and I always remember it. And we used to have a great thing with Barnsley boys. Had a great situation with with Barnsley. A great, you know, if anybody got injured, you could just send them down. Fred Semley was the physio. Johnny was the manager. 
and they'd welcome you in and look after you and blah blah. And anyway, beginning of the season, uh, Johnny had had a word with me and he said, "You know, you're coming here." Like I said, "Well, I yeah, I'd love to. That's my ambition." Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and Morris always said, "Like you, you know, you're here for Barnsley and you like Frank Casper, you see, and all of us here." Yeah. And uh, I remember going down. Then we got we gone far, and I had an injury. And we got to the final of the Yorkshire Shield, end of the season. And I had never heard from Barnsley for months and months. And all of a sudden then you got people like Eddie Bull, Huddersfield manager, who were top second division then, uh-huh. knocking on the door, like having a word with mother and father, and, and me having to sit there and listen <laughs> to it all. And, and uh, oh, we'll, we'll offer you so-and-so, so-and-so, and it was, you know, anyway. I thought, well, this is not bad. Mm-hmm. This is not bad, like, you know, so. Anyway, I went down for injury. I went down to Barnsley, and Morris must have heard about this. And so Morris, uh, and I had a pal of mine called Bob Leather. Both of us were going to Huddersfield. We'd, we'd virtually said to Eddie, but yeah, we're coming. So we were supposed to go over the next week. So I went down for this injury, and I thought, well, and Johnny Steele had heard about it, you see. So Fred Samley's treating me ankle like, and he says, uh, Oh, the, the manager wants to see you, Johnny Steele, like, well, Johnny was a Scotchman, like, but, and uh, he says, uh, you go down to his office after, so I said, oh, okay, so I trundled down there, like, on Adam treatment, knocked on the door, like, come in, so in his Scottish brogue, like, he says, uh, where does I think they're going? <laughs> <laughs> I says, uh, what do you mean? He says, uh, listen, I've heard that you're going to this film. And I, I'll not put all the the words that were said. <laughs> okay. I was only 15. And I looked at him and he looked down at me and he went, nah, no, so-and-so going to Huddersfield, they're coming to Barnsley. <laughs> so I said, well, I didn't know. I, I, I ain't heard from you. He says, nah, coming to Barnsley. Nah, I'm telling you. <laughs> I walked out of the office, I went home, I says to my mother and dad, I says, I'm going to Barnsley. I'm not going to Huddersfield. And I went up bus to Bob Leather, <laughs> who was a good player, he played for Barnsley Boys, and he went to Huddersfield. We both were at Lonky Central. One of the best schoolboy players I ever saw. And uh, I said to Bob, I knocked on his door, like I said, Bob, I'm not, I'm going to Barnsley. And I was offered six pound at Huddersfield, my expenses to get over there, or a digs if I wanted to stay there. Mm-hmm. So I could have had six quid and my digs pay for in yeah. Huddersfield. And I went to Barnsley and I got four quid. <laughs> Three pound twelve shillings I took home. <laughs> and that's the story of my life, right? That's the story of my life. That's when you're in love with a club like. And uh, and I, and I, Three pound twelve shillings. I went to home my first week, but gave it to my mother like. She gave me 12 bob back and took three quid. <laughs> you wouldn't get that easy, would you? And I was happy to do it, by the way, you know, because everybody, what you call it, them days, tipped up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, how long did it take? I mean, at 15, you, you signed for Barnsley. How long did it take you to start playing for first team we you call fairly regularly? Um, actually, I was fortunate. I was very fortunate. Um, I've done all right, and I played with England youth. Um, Got recommended through Yorkshire, but uh, county level and that uh, under 18, mm-hmm. and then um, I I was 17, 17, and Duncan Jab got injured. And Duncan and I was playing for it. I was picked for England youth at Swindon, and uh, I travelled down on the Friday to meet up with England youth against Scotland at Swindon and uh, stayed overnight in the hotel at Swindon and on the Saturday morning I got the word that Duncan had, he was unfit so I had to go from there Saturday morning so they pulled me out of the na- international and uh, I had to go over to Brentford at my debut right. and we drew 1-1 one, one, I think uh, so I, I made my debut then, and then the, the week after, Duncan weren't fit again, and they played at QPR, I think it was, something like mm-hmm. that. And then uh, I played in that one. And come to the end of the season, 
I mean, Duncan wasn't an old man. Duncan yeah. was late twenties, but he'd um, got a contract with Redfern's right. glass company, yeah. Yeah. and he started his own haulage firm, right. which became very, very successful. <coughs> successful, and everybody knows Duncan <coughs> Sharp's haulage firm. I think <coughs> his his son uh, bore the fruits of it and everything <coughs> else, and yeah. I think he's I think he sold it now. Actually, right. he, he's, uh, he did all right, Duncan, out of it. But he retired early, mm-hmm. so I was only 17, and yeah. the following season, I played uh, 46 league games, which was a full season. Mm-hmm. I was, at the beginning especially, it was always in the papers, oh, Barnes is going to have this player from Scotland, the centre-half from Scotland, and having this. Yeah. And I wouldn't say I was brilliant, but it gave me time. Mm to get the games in and I finished up having a full season mm-hmm. I understanding that season I think it's, it's down somewhere at 18 you played against the 17 year old George Best Aye. alongside Dennis Lord and Bobby Charlton I mean do you have many memories of that particular yeah. game yeah because uh, I mean I, I was fortunate <coughs> we had great cup runs at that, that first year we played Everton right and we broke the uh, attendance record at Barnsley for, for uh, how much it was as well mm-hmm. uh, but then the year after, we played Man United, as you're on about. That was yeah. the year after. Yeah. I was 18 and Georgie was 17. Right. And everybody had just heard about this. And he played left wing, actually, in that game. And the forward line was... I was uh, get people on about that as well, because if uh, you say, well, what was the forward line that won the FA Cup for Man United that year? Because they went on and won it. Right. And Georgie Best was on the left wing. Uh-huh. Um, Inside left was Dennis Law, yeah. centre forward Bobby Charlton, mm-hmm. inside right was Nobby Styles, right. number eight. Who was the number seven? Go on. Uh, you to Paul. John Kennelly, wasn't it? Somebody? No. John Aston? No. Um, it was a fellow, a centre forward, Heard. David Heard. David Heard, yeah. And he played wide right in that game, and he played right through that season at mm-hmm. wide right. Mm-hmm. And Georgie Best played on the left wing. Mm-hmm. Could you tell how good it was going to be? I mean, oh, you're bound to talk about unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Barry Murphy played right back, I think, that day. Uh, I think it was Barry, I'm sure. Or was it? I oh, know it might have been Alan Hopper. Might have been Alan Hopper. Mm-hmm. And uh, he used to come inside on his right foot. And we did all right. And then just before half time, he scored. <laughs> Came in on his right foot. I'm sure he did. Uh, <coughs> and scored with his right foot. Right. Coming right on full on goal with his right foot. But he got, I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's like, it's like old men talking now about football and past players. But he, for me, I mean, Dennis Law was the greatest for me. Uh-huh. He was the king because I went, I'll tell you another story as well. I was only 16 and I went left, uh, we went to play Bolton in, uh, in a reserve match, Central League, when it was Saturday. Uh-huh. <coughs> and Central League was made up of all international players you know you played Man United you got yeah. 11 internationals playing yeah. in reserve yeah. and it was playing on a Saturday uh-huh. not for midweek like now <coughs> but we went to Bolton and it was fogged off we got to Bolton and in them days you know Barnsley Football Club always travelled well on on a Saturday you yeah. know we'd been gone over on the moor we stayed and had steak yeah. and we, we went to Bolton and so the, the director that was with us said right boys what do you want to do now then you know they always had a director with you that looked after you and Barnsley always looked you know they were a good club Barnsley always looked after you and you always went the best way and you always had the nicest hotels and stayed and had the good food and mm-hmm. so I said what, what, what do you want to do he says I'll tell you what he says uh, Man United's playing Stoke at Old Trafford do you want to go on the way back do you want to call in there and watch that Christ yeah <laughs> so brilliant Dennis Law had come back that year and uh, they took us down the tunnel at Old Trafford we just jumped over the wall which mm. you couldn't do down nowadays mm. they just let the team they mm. phoned up and said alright yeah you come in and watch it went down jumped over the wall side of the wall there side of the boxers tunnel and watched the game and Dennis Law was unbelievable I've never seen a player as electric in all my life football mm-hmm. even Georgie Best that is you know I mean he, he's poised and it's touched they were knocking balls up to Dennis Law and he was and just getting it down he was dead yeah. he was sharp it, balls were crossing and he was doing fly kicks you know 
on, on, yeah. on <laughs> attempts at goal. Yeah. And you look young lad, I'm thinking, this is unbelievable. He's just, his presence, mm. he was electric. What made the difference there? Because he had that time in Italy. Well, I don't know. I think it was before. They say he was a good player. I didn't see him then at Huddersfield. Yeah. I didn't see him at Huddersfield. But when he went to Man City and then he went to, to I don't know if it was Torino or somebody like that. But, yeah, I think he was, yeah. And then he came back here. I mean, he didn't like it there. He came back. and I mean, I knew uh, Harry Gregg years mm-hmm. after. Yeah. And Harry used to tell a story about him. He used to say, he, and Harry used to say it was unbelievable. But he said he hadn't got confidence in a room. Mm-hmm. I used to say, uh, you know, like later on he became on television and things yeah. like that. But when he was a young player, he didn't have that confidence. And he used to say, if he, if he walked across the room, he, he said to, and <laughs> it was a busy hotel or something, he said to Harry, come on, Harry, are you going over to Toil or whatever? <laughs> and, and, it, and Harry said, oh, but he says, now he's doing all this, that, and other, but that was how he was. Yeah. And he, and he, t- and he, he tells us, told me the story about. Um, um, the manager, Matt Busby. Matt Busby. Uh, Matt Busby said to him, he says to, and I said to him that in, was it the centenary at Wembley, England played the rest of the world, and Dennis Law was the best player for me on the pitch. Right. Yeah. And he said, yeah, he said because he used to go and collect the ball, players like an inside forward used to be in them yeah. days. He says, but. Matt Busby was the one that said, I don't want you to come back over the halfway line. Yeah. I want you to play up there with the striker yeah. and you play off the striker. Yeah. He said, but Dennis Law could do everything. Mm-hmm. And he says, when he came on the pitch, he says he was just he was bright as a button. Yeah. When you got him off the pitch, yeah. and you find all great players are the same. Well, a lot of them are. Right. They're very humble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They know what they are. They don't go around <coughs> shouting them. You know, and this is how he was. In other words, when he was in hotels, he said he didn't want anybody to know he was there. Yeah. Because, but when he went out on the pitch, hey, watch me now. Yeah. And and that day I saw it when I when I watched him play, and and Harry always said he said uh, that Matt Busby made him a different type of player Uh when he came to Man United than he was before because he could do the lot. Yeah. The inside forward, go back and get the ball and get it off the front yeah. but he used to go then and look for scoring goals and a lot of people see Dennis Law when he played against later on in years when he played against Leeds United and he'd had cartilage trouble and things yeah. like that he was limping actually mm. but at that period mm. he's probably one of the best in the world I once heard a story from your dad who right. played at Northern Intermediate League for Barnsley and never quite made it to reserves but his friends around that time were Alan Bradbury and Mm. Tower and people mm. like that who were playing in reserve game against Manchester United with Nobby Styles playing then Dennis Law and I don't know who it was that he were talking to one of his old mates and said that he ended up with little bruises all over his body and he said well, how did he get them he said Dennis Law he said when he set off running his elbows would come out they were that sharp mm. that you get a little nudge and he got mm. these little oh. dots mm. around him like being in a paintball thing or something yeah. you know? <laughs> just for him setting off he said they weren't dirty you know he just that sharp and just set off it, yeah, you know, yeah. and try and get him. Mm. And he said he was just that sharp. What's your, what's your own <laughs> career, Eric? I mean, 18 years of age, you're playing regularly now for Barnsley. Um, I suppose it probably would have seemed quite a while for yourself, but on the record book, it doesn't seem that long until you're actually Barnsley captain. 19, did it Did it seem that way to I yourself? I was about 19, yeah. Mm. 19, yeah. Um, were yeah. you surprised? We had, we had a little bit of a... Uh, Norman Remington was, had become a big influence, I think, with Johnny as well. Uh-huh. And Norman Remington, who had great character. But also, as well, Norman... Uh, people didn't know it. went down to Lillishall, won the first from bars. He probably went down to Lillishall and passed his, his coaching badges. Yeah. And got in with people from big divisions. Mm. Respected him as well because he'd gone down and done his badges, and you know. And when he came back, he, him and Johnny then all said, We want to start things new here, we're going to start this, that, and the other. And they wanted me to be captain. And I said, Well, I was always a bit mouthy as well on pitch anyway, so <laughs> it didn't matter to me anyway, you know, because I wanted to win. Uh, and I used to say, Well, but I said, It's different like telling 
play as a 33-year-old, 34-year-old when you're 19. And Johnny just says to me, don't you worry about it, just do what you're doing already. He says, you're telling them now. I said, aye, but it's different if you're named as captain, you've got that stamped on your forehead. And also as well, when you're a young captain, you've got to be strong enough to be able, because there's other things, not only on the pitch, but off the pitch, round about the club. Right. You know, you might get a, an experience, but come and say, try and get us some more money, get us some bigger bonuses, you know, we want this, we want that. And me as a young kid wouldn't know, you finish knocking on the door and the manager's getting fed up with this young <laughs> cap- me, was captain an trying to do his job <laughs> instead of me saying to him, you know. Yeah. So I said, as long as you know that's going to happen, Johnny said, listen, we're not stupid. Yeah. Just we don't do deal with that. All we want you to be is captain on the pitch. Yeah. Because, well, I, I had been playing well and there was a lot, a lot of interest from big clubs. Mm. Uh-huh. And I think it was one way of, like, uh, cementing me at Barnsley mm. as well. Mm. You mentioned some big clubs. Who, who, who were they at the time? Um, well, Man U. When we played Man U, um, you know, I mean, I remember uh, Matt Busby in the paper, you know, and he was patting Johnny on the back for young players like myself coming through right. and that they were watching us closely and you know and I, and I, I, knew, I knew that as well you know uh-huh. Ray Wood was at Barnsley and Ray used to come and have a word with me and say you know where you'll be going and all things like that you know <clears throat> and I used to say well uh, is it and it was in the paper you know in them t- days people knew it was full of it Tottenham uh-huh. Arsenal Chelsea uh-huh. um, all of them I went down uh, I made, was made captain at, at uh, Watford it was the first game we drew one each and in the goal for Watford was um, goalkeeper for that went to Tottenham and Jennings yeah. and Jennings mm-hmm. and a fella called Bondy in midfield uh, a little midfield player Billy, Billy Alton Billy Alton played at, uh, for Watford that <coughs> night and uh, we drew one apiece we came back and then the following Saturday we went to Luton mm-hmm. so as we came back up we are in the service area and uh, Norman Raymond comes in and we're both uh, doing what you do at service areas <laughs> and uh, and Norman said no, nah, nah, where are you going? I said what are you on about? Um, I says uh, where are you going? He said, I'm telling you now, he said, you can pick your clubs in the first division. Everybody. So he knew something had happened at yeah. Watford. And I know Tottenham was there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, Bill Nicholson. So I I said, ah, Norman, it's all talking it. He said, I'm telling you. Just like that. Uh-huh. Probably shouldn't have told me. I don't know. But, you know, that was it. We went back up. A few days later, we went back down to Luton. I gets off the bus at Luton, and Billy Alton, who was an ex-player at Barnsley, mm-hmm. great lad, meeting me. And he said, oh, manager Watford's had him, asked me to have a word with Eric, he wants to sign you. He said, but mm-hmm. there's no chance. He says, it's in papers about Chelsea, Arsenal, Tottenham, all of them. Yeah. He says, but I've come because he's asked me. Like that. He says, have a word with him, see where he'll come to Watford. That week, or just after that, they took Pat Jennings and this bond. Right. Bill Nicholson was at Luton on the day, and I did my cruciate ligaments. Right. Just before half time. Dude. So mm-hmm. that that's that's what stopped it. Mm-hmm. And I came back from that, and Johnny Steele said to me, "He says you're the only, only most unluckiest lad I've ever come across." I said, "Well, what's up?" He says, "You were signed that week. The, we'd done the deal. We'd made the deal really? with Tottenham." Well, Bill Nicholson. They were buying up all the young players <laughs> yeah. around, around, yeah, you know, around the country, like they do. Mm-hmm. Tottenham had won the F, the, the double the year before. Mm-hmm. They were breaking up the big, big team mm-hmm. of yeah. Danny Blanche Flowers and all like this. Yeah. What were treatment like then, Eric, for that kind of injury? How long did well, it you take to finished, get that? <laughs> you were finished. You were finished. I missed the rest of the season, and they didn't tell me. I didn't know. That I'd done my cruciates because right. you were finished. 
And what happened was the surgeon had opened it up and it had been severed to cruciate. Mm -hmm. So he said, he sewed it back up and didn't do anything with it. He says, we'll see what happens. So I went then thinking that I had a cartilage problem. Mm. I did a cartilage job, so I started training and um, thinking after six weeks, you're ready. Right. And I'm saying, I'm, I'm ready now, let's, let's go. I'm six weeks back. So um, I said, I, no, no, wait while in the season. Johnny Steele, Norman Remington, wait while in the season. Forget about this season, I couldn't understand it. Yeah. So anyway, we were right through summer. Starts pre-season again. Uh -huh. Starts having practice games on all well, etc. Games. Then we've done the training. Games. As soon as I started running back, I went down. So they carried me off, put me in the bath light. Johnny still coming. He says, "I'll tell you now." He says, "You're doing your crucials." Hmm. So he says, "You're finished." So I says, "I'm finished." I said, "No chance." He says, "I'm telling you." He says, "You're finished." He says. But we'll go and see the specialist, and he'll explain to you. It was it was Ed, Edwin Price, who did a lot of miners work in, mm -hmm. you know, in in Bar's area. Great fella, Welsh Welsh fella, Welsh fella. Went to see him, and he goes, "There's just one. I can do one, but it's it's sixty forty against your airplane. It's about to take a tendon out of your muscle and, and transplant it. Because mm -hmm. in them days you were finished. Yeah. You know, shear and all these are there now." Yeah. And the brilliant one. Yeah. So I missed all the next season, and then pre-season started the next season, and I had to go down London mm -hmm. because the insurance were, were complaining that I'd been off that long. Yeah. But they obviously were paying my wages. Mm. So I went down and uh, they tested it and said, "Well, it don't look too bad. Mm -hmm. Too, you know." I think so. I came back then. And I said, right, let's forget it, let's get into it. Mm -hmm. Six weeks, boom. And I always had trouble with it, but I played. Mm -hmm. I played, and it re it was restricted. Um, but I got I got another 13 years out of it. Mm -hmm. So as you understand it, I mean, I think uh, young Michael Coulson, mm -hmm. I think a player you might know, he's had two cruciates, unfortunately. Yeah, that's right. right. What, what are his chances of coming back from an injury like that? Oh, with I think the he's got, oh, there's, no, there's no problem now. Because what they did with me is they took a tendon out of a muscle and transplanted it. Then in America they started having uh, like nylon fibre yeah. that they, they replanted through. Mm -hmm. <coughs> now they've gone, then they went to pig's ligaments. Yeah. And then they've gone back to that one. Mm -hmm. I understand mm -hmm. anyway now, they're yeah. hired. <coughs> and it's, uh, it's just taking a tendon off a muscle. But what it is is they've got to tighten it uh -huh. to spot on if it's slack then your knee becomes unstable right. if it's too tight you don't get the movement in the knee yeah. it's, 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 got, it's got to be spot on yeah. you know and I used to play sometimes I could feel it move right. yeah you, you feel it move now I mean if I'm walking up ladders and things like that now I've got weight on it yeah. I can see it, I can feel it move mm -hmm. but I got 13 years out of it mm -hmm. and, um, and played another 500 games or whatever mm -hmm. yeah. and there were times when I used to come off and then for a couple of days but Johnny Steele Norman Remington were brilliant mm -hmm. they used to say if you want rest you rest what was your best game for Barnsley Eric in your memory what? I never had a good game <laughs> <laughs> come on no, no. Guy, what was your best game the best game yeah oh I played against some good players I mean that 17 year old I'll never forget walking on the pitch and they won the league first division league before 36,000 at all well against Everton and uh, Alex Young who was the ghost they call him the ghost mm -hmm. the Scottish international centre forward Roy Vernon inside forward great players and you know you think I'm on the same pitch as he is <laughs> and it on the Saturday it had been postponed and they played it a few days after and it had been snow, it was bad winter. That would be 61, 62, 62, 63, something like yeah. that. And they rolled it and it was just like a ice rink. And they had <laughs> it was white and they had blue lines on. They, had, yeah. they did it, they painted it blue all the lines. Yeah. Yeah. 
and all we had were you clumping about on snow <laughs> you know and uh, we, we did alright that and then just a few minutes I think Jimmy Gabriel scored from about 20 odd yards but to play against them sort of players it, it is I mean I've, I saw um, what did I see I saw, I saw today an interview with, with great players and they were saying oh uh, I saw that um, those were the days at uh, yeah. yes. times last night yeah. and it was Newcastle oh, it were yeah. Sky programme. Yeah, I watched it. Johnny Beresford were on. Yeah, he was. Oh, we got him from Man City when they yeah. released him on a free. Mm -hmm. yeah. Johnny, uh, and he came to Barnsley, um, the left winger, and um, the, the French Ginola were on. Ginola, he was on, and yeah. he said that when you played in the Premiership, it was a different game when you played against your Man U's to anybody else, and it is a different game. Yeah, you know, you think. It could be flying about the ball, this, that, and the other. Yeah, but and frantic. They have so much composure, good players on the ball. That I would imagine that if if you're a good player, it helps you. Yeah. But you've got to be a good player. Yeah. To play in that sort of mm -hmm. um, teams, mm -hmm. presence of them players, you know, because there was so so. When the ball, whereas you play against lesser one, they give you the chance because the ball had come off, the touch weren't good. Yeah. The ball had come off, it gives you the chance to get it. So yeah. it was always loose mm -hmm. most of the time. But at the same time as well, it had a, it had a, a relaxing when you were on the pitch. And you could, you, there could be 38,000 in. And once you've, once you've had it, you want it. Mm. 38,000 and you can hear a pin drop. Weird, Some it? weird. Oh, I remember being oh well. And then we played Man United, yeah. thirty-eight thousand, and broke record again the year yeah. after. And it was a different game. It's no reflection on atmosphere. It's just for you, player. Oh, they're, they're not there oh. any longer. You just totally, yeah. and, as they say, in the zone. Yeah, and I, I remember uh, Billy Bingham. And I was only seventeen, and, and Billy and I went up and had a ball. Of, Sort of got it down and got it got it away like and gave it to somebody. Billy Bingham was at one month son. Now I was in playing in third mm. division and <laughs> the the you know my first game, second game at QPR, I got elbowed. It's on about elbows in them <laughs> days. Dennis Laws and all that. Big six footed Bedford and Evans, <laughs> right in your guts like. And I was only six. I was only built like a <laughs> a brush. Yeah. Handle. Yeah. and the ball came down and as, I, as I added it away they come down and, and I thought oh, I'm going to ease my shoulders against him you know yeah. but <coughs> ease my shoulders against him and, and he, he must have thought oh the thing you are and he went <laughs> and the ball went played on he went whack yeah. right him and I went down I'm coming at half time I said hey see what he did, he did there like Johnny Steele looks at me and Johnny like that this is how he grow up innit Johnny, Johnny looked at me and went well they learn then wouldn't they <laughs> No, in other words, don't start complaining. Do it to them out there, and that's yeah. when you go back out there. You go and yeah. do it with them. I mean, is there much um, in terms of being a captain at club? Is, is it, there is obviously a lot of responsibility. In terms of, do you feel responsibility at fans? I remember my great granddad once saying that you know when a Barnsley side comes out at Oakwell, they should come pelting out at Tunnel with chests out and you just run out. You know, yeah. it was just an attitude. Well, glory reds. You know, it was kind of attitude to it, weren't it? Do you feel there's a pressure as a captain from fans, not just as you know a Barnsley team? Yeah, well, I think um, yeah, you, yeah, you have a responsibility, and I think if you don't have a good season. You do tend to, I mean, yourself, you know, I mean, that's one of the reasons I left Barnsley. Right, OK. That was one of the reasons that I asked to go away. Uh, and, you know, it seemed as though there was a lot of pressure on on you. Not that you didn't mind it, but I used to think, I got to thinking, well, it must be nice. I've had it since I was 19. I'm now 29, 30. Yeah. Ten years. It must be nice to just to go out and play. But it don't work like that. Mm -hmm. You still want to be able to influence yeah. your teammates if you want to win. Yeah. You know what I mean? But um, it does tend to go... You can go on sometimes and think, bloody hell. And if the team's not... And Barnsley at times 
that time had bad times. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah, they did. And I, I used to think as well, well, that it'd been better if they got rid of me and, and got a decent money. And a lot of people used to say that, actually. I mean, mm. people in the game used to say to me, I, can't, I can understand, can't understand it. They, they could have bought six players we could have got for you. Yeah. Mm. So then you go home and you think, ah, oh, he's right, he's right, mm. you know. And, just and yet I'm here, I'm here now and we're struggling for money. And that they've kept me in, and yeah. we're still struggling as a team. You know what I mean? Yeah. You take mm. it on board yeah. yourself and you go, <coughs> Christ, you know, have I, 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 I done enough for them? Yeah. Mm. And, and that's what happened. How much did you actually go for when, what were your biggest transfer? Oh, I went, I think it was, I, I went in and I said to Johnny, I said, I need a change, yeah. and Johnny had just come back because John Seventy had been manager, mm-hmm. and we came back and he told he told me one or two clubs were interested, Johnny, but Johnny was an old soldier. <laughs> 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 he used to, you know, he'd tell he, he didn't want you to go in. Other words, you know, and right up to Chesterfield actually. Chesterfield, uh, Lincoln came in because I'd been coaching abroad with uh, Graham Taylor, right? And I got really pally with Graham, and we were big buddies, and he got the Lincoln job. Uh-huh. And he phoned me up, he says, I want you to come with me. So uh, I said, well, he says, but he says, I can only get 17 and a half grand. He said, uh, but he says, Barnes is wanting VAT in the day, uh-huh. on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, well, I can't hold about it, Graham, can I? He says, well, he says, uh, you know, he says, and... Uh, he'd, been, he'd been in touch with me on one or, one or two occasions, like... So, Laurie many of me had gone to Grimsby and Laurie were interested. And uh, Chesterfield came in, then Joe Shaw, who Sheffield United, uh, when I was 23, offered 65 grand and two players. Uh-huh. Big, big money, and Bowsley turned that down. That's when I used to feel that it had been better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 65,000 two players, they wanted 90,000 Bowsley, and Mick Jones had just gone for 100,000 to uh-huh. Leeds. So that tells you what yeah, people were, were, yeah. were mm-hmm. saying. And so, and the fancy Sheffield United, Norwich came in with 50,000, QPR came in with 40,000. Uh-huh. And they turned them all down because they had a, you know, the register going round the, round the supporters. Yeah. What did they used to term it as then? Them days when they used to have names used to signatures didn't mm, they yeah. petition petition they did a petition round and the chairman John uh, John Dennis's dad mm-hmm. had me in on a Sunday morning he says we, we don't let you go we can't let you go he says because they've had a petition and there's 5,000 bloody all mm. Mm. so I said well as long as I'm looked after that's it mm-hmm. and I dad and Johnny used to say you'll not pass medical with that near yours <laughs> <laughs> you know you'll not pass medical so and I fancied Norwich actually, uh, but Norwich had been in, and as I say, Sheffield United. So Chesterfield came in, and then uh, and Joe were involved with Sheffield United, and uh-huh. Joe Shaw was a great centre half. Uh-huh. I mean, top class. <coughs> and I think Joe were influential in me going to Sheffield United or trying to get to Sheffield United with John Ice. So uh, Joe came in from Chesterfield, just got the manager's job mm-hmm. and he offered 17 and a half and, and played the VAT as well mm-hmm. and uh, we played uh, we played Graham Lincoln Graham's Lincoln City mm-hmm. in, in a pre-season friendly and Graham said he said well you know he said you'd have been and he got he says he got Sam Ellis mm-hmm. this is our football isn't it he got Sam Ellis from Sheffield Wednesday on a free uh-huh. mm-hmm. so he said you know he says that satisfied my directors, he says, yeah. but they won't go any more than the centre half. Uh-huh. 17 and a half, mm. and they won't do the VAT. Were there any truth in um, a story that's been picked up that, uh, apart from obviously settling VAT, there were also um, a player involved that, that Chelsea were prepared to send over to a call which never materialised? Charlie Bell. Right. The swap centre halves, so mm-hmm. Charlie who was centre half for uh, Chesterfield, he came over. Yeah. And then he didn't uh, pass the medical. Right. So that never happened. So mm. they were getting a player and the cash for yeah. Barnsley. 
so they didn't they finished up they didn't get the player uh-huh. mm. yeah that's what happened so, but I went there and Joe Shaw as soon as I walked in the club like, I had a word with Joe like and Joe says um, alright um, yeah I'm bad. we'll get on with it and told me what he wanted to do he says by the way he says I want you to be captain <laughs> I says Joe I says I've left Barnsley because I want to not be captain I don't want to be captain he says well there's nobody who wants to be captain yeah he says uh, you, you know you've got experience with it I says <laughs> All right, you're not going again. <laughs> <laughs> well, that time when Randall and Moss were scoring for fun, then Mossy was there. Yeah, Mossy was a good player, <laughs> but Kevin Randall left before I he left. But he was a good, and I, I, I meet up with Kevin. I, he he uh, scouts for Sheffield United. Mm. I, I think he still does. But I've, uh, I've been at a lot of games, and Kevin scored some goals on too for Chesterfield. He was a good player every season. I mean, right in thinking then, I mean, I've just been looking at dates that you were at Chesterfield. Did you, did you finish your career with Chesterfield in around 76, Eric? 77. 77. Mm-hmm. Would Arthur Cox then be manager yeah. at that point? Yeah. Arthur Cox, yeah. who were responsible for bringing, bringing Beardsley and... Yeah, well, Big Ernie, you've just mentioned Ernie Moss. We were, we were in a training session and at a five-a-side, mm-hmm. and me and Ernie went football 50-50 and banged his knees yeah. against my bad knee, mm-hmm. and it just went <laughs> like a big ball, big and blown like. So I had to come off like and uh, went to see this specialist. So he, he syringed it off and he had to find out whether it was blood or pus that was in, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was it was blood, but he, and he, so he, he, he sucked it all off, mm-hmm. off the knee. But what had happened was it had, had a, then a foreign body like it, some had flaked off like off the bone mm-hmm. and it was locking. So, and the specialist took one look at me and he said, I'm not touching that. Uh-huh. And he, he's, the specialist at Chesterfield wouldn't touch it. Right. And he says, uh, no, he says, uh, that's enough history, that, that me. He said, I'm not touching it. So I had to go back to Price at Barnsley. Joe showed me in and Joe says, what about this fellow that did it at Barnsley? He says, he seemed to have. He says, well, yeah. Uh-huh. He says, go back to him. Uh-huh. So I walked in there. And he says, uh, if you want it out, I'll take it out. Do the cartilage. Uh-huh. And, uh, um, and that's what we did. I woke up and this nurse had this little thing in a bottle. <coughs> and I said, oh, she says, here, yeah, that's what's come out. Mm-hmm. It's causing you need to lock. And uh, <coughs> I said, why is it my cartilage? My other cartilage, I, because they took the other one originally out, so I had one in, left yeah. in. I said, that cartilage? He said, uh, no, he says, it's... Bone had come off, and it was like the size of your thumbnail. Mm-hmm. And we'd be floating about, they're just locking in different areas, and yeah. it had just no movement. So I gets back then, and Coxie comes in, and Joe gets the sack. Right. So Coxie comes in, live wire, young manager. A lot of time for Arthur. Great, yeah. great, great. Could be a, a B. With you. Mm-hmm. And I was captain of Chesterfield, you see, so yeah. he was in with me and he says, Come on, you either play or you don't. I want your wage, in other words, because he was an upcoming manager. Yeah. I want your wage. Yeah. It's no good you say, oh, I want you out playing. Yeah. I said, Well, I'm trying to get. <laughs> so he gets fit, it gets to Easter period, yeah. and they're struggling getting relegated, but this is the, this is the measure of him, him as a manager. And he said, um, we went to Chester and it brought in a centre half from Notts Forest. Good lad as well, he was. I forget his name now. But he got injured. Uh-huh. So he says, You're going to have to play. And I've been playing at reserves and he'd uh-huh. been saying, It's not there yet, Eric, is it? I said, Well, you know, what do you want, like? Blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He said, Well, so I, I thought, uh, Time's up here. Right. Up and coming manager, he wants, he wants yeah. my ways to get somebody else in. Yeah. Which is good, that's what it's all about. Yeah. So he said, uh, so he says, well, I'm going to have to play you at Chester. So we went down to Chester, we win 1 0. We go to Preston a few days later, draw. <laughs> so we got three points out of four, then two points yeah. for a win. Yeah. So he comes in and he went, he said, You've done brilliant. He says, if it weren't for you, he says, we'd be down. 
Han mere offensivt på dem, vi er just to finish this section off I mean um, as I mentioned before we got started there's been a few people writing in um, and one of the letters that came in via the emails um, from Wathtyko also known as Jackie um, look she's been really direct here she says can you be New Barnsley manager can I be <laughs> yeah I've got to be offered it first <laughs> okay fair <laughs> news <laughs> and it's by the way there's somebody else in the job <laughs> for now <laughs> Okay, so we're going to take a break now. Um, that's well over 45 minutes, so there's been a few injuries this half. Uh, we're going to take on some uh, some liquid refreshment and get ready for the second half. Um, in the meantime, if you want to uh, subscribe to uh, the next edition, you can do so by visiting iTunes. Uh, just type in there Barnsley FC, or alternatively on the Ponty end. You'll find us there. Uh, subscribe to the next podcast. We'll see you in the next edition. This is on the Pontyend.com, the podcast.